Hare Krishna, everyone. You are listening to the number one Hare Krishna podcast in the world, the late morning program with yours truly, Namras. I'm here with my dear, dear friend, Parthasarthi, my good old friend. We've been, I mean, I know him for a very long time. And uh, I just wanted to call him on and talk about his story. I think he's a super fascinating guy. Partha, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I just want to clarify something. Who's the number two Hare Krishna podcast in the world? I'm just curious. <laughs> there is one. I'm just curious. I'm just curious about this. Like, who's number two? If you're number one, who's number two? I don't know. I don't know. I think I just say that because maybe it'll come true one day, but I don't know. People see it as the number one. So let's see. That's like running a marathon and just being one person and the only person in there and being like, I won, I won. Anyway. Uh, so, so Partha, so Partha Sardi and I go a long time back. He um, came to the uh, youth, uh, we had a youth uh, retreat at Pandavasena back in like 2005 or something like that. Yeah. And uh, Partha came on and, and he was, uh, he had, you know, come with the, the, the youth and, and, and shown his story and things like that and gave us his association. And then I didn't, you know, kind of lost touch. And, and now I want to kind of hear about, you know, part of the story because I know the story mostly, you know, I remember you, um, you gave me those handwritten uh, memoirs that you had for me to type up and stuff. Do you remember that? No, dude, I hardly remember yesterday. Like, <laughs> yeah, Anyways, so, so Partha, let's start off with um, how did you get in touch with uh, Krishna consciousness? Tell us about and, and before that even where you grew up and all that stuff. Well, I grew up in the greatest place in the world next to Vrindavan, Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Donadar Swami told me, don't let don't let being born in Brooklyn, you know, get to my ego. He once told me uh, No, I grew up in Brooklyn and, and you know, yeah, I was then I was in the army. And uh, I think. I was on a deployment to Kosovo. It was my second combat deployment. What year was that? 90, 90 99, I think. Yeah, 98, because 98, I was in Bosnia. And then 99, I was in Kosovo, and I picked up this, this guy I dubbed Headless Head. It was, this, uh, it was this guy who got his head chopped off by a, by a Kosovoian. And so, like, it, it kind of messed me up. So then I started thinking, like, okay, there has to be more, like, Right. has to be something else in the world besides besides this. And, and before that, I was interested in spirituality. Uh, I would go to the chaplain because you can get out of work. So I was like, yeah, I'll just go to church uh, because it's like a free two hours. I don't have to deal with any of the army stuff. Right. And uh, I had a great chaplain. The guy was hilarious. His, he was, his last name was Sermon. And he always introduced himself to people. Hi, my name's Chaplain Sermon. First name, Long. And it was like, <laughs> the guy was pretty funny. So... <laughs> You know, so then, then I came in contact. I just got a, a reflections in straight edge because I was straight edge. Right. So I got reflections in straight edge and I read about like Raghu and like, you know, all those dudes. And then when I redeployed, I was in Germany at the time and I, I wrote the Brooklyn temple and I was like, yeah, I want to be a devotee. I'm in the army. I'm just going to show yeah. up. And they were like, no, don't show up. Like just, you know, no, don't come here. Right. Uh, Here's the, here's the phone number to a temple near you in Nuremberg. 
And of course the devotees didn't pay the phone bill. So the phone was disconnected. <laughs> and so I took my skateboard and I was like, all right, I'll just go to Nuremberg and I'll just go, you know, hit some skate parks. And, uh, you know, just when I was about to give up, I saw a devotee. It was this dude, Giananda, uh, you know, and he comes up to me, he starts speaking German to me. I'm like, yo, man, I don't speak that stuff. I don't speak. I, 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 I'm American. We speak one language only. Right. And he was like, oh, dude, I'm American, too. I was like, yeah, I've been looking for you guys. And, you know, his eyes got, you know, light. He's like, oh, yeah, this is like the jackpot. Yeah. So then he gave me his number and then he gave me another guy's number, Krishna Kumar, um, who also skateboarded. And so then he said, like, hey, why don't we meet up and skateboard one time? And I said, okay. And then they tried to get me to the temple a few times. And I was like, man, you know, not really feeling it. Right. And then, and then I said, okay, I'll do it. And I remember sitting outside Nuremberg Temple, and I was like, yo, this guy's late. I, I'm, a, I'm like an on-time fanatic. Like, right. like if, if you're five minutes early, you're 10 minutes late. That's like my <laughs> philosophy. So like, yeah. So like, I was like, this dude's late. And then all of a sudden, I saw this like Saffron Doty like skateboarding up the street. And I was like, yo, I'm down. <laughs> so then he was like, uh, he showed up. And he said, hey, man. I was like, yo, take me to the temple. Let's do this. Let's shave me up. I'm ready to join. Like seeing uh, you in a Doty skateboarding up the street, I was down. And yeah, and then basically I just like uh, would go to the temple like every chance I got. I would like stay over and then go to the army at 6.30, at 6 a.m. to go and do like physical training. And then I would go back to the temple. And then on the days yeah. off, I was doing Sankraton and I had my whole little spiel that I would say in German. It was the only German I know. And then, uh, and that's it. And like, that's what happened. You know, I skipped mm -hmm. the whole putting on white, like, you know, because they had no, no, because they had no white doties. And then Bhakti Bhushna Maharaj was like, just give him a saffron doty. And I was like, oh, right. okay. Right, right. And then, and then, and then, uh, uh, and then they took it off of me because they're like, no, you can't wear saffron. So then, it, it, so it just became like a part of, a part of my life, but very kind of hidden, uh, hidden. I didn't let anybody in the army know what was going on. For all they knew, I had a girlfriend in Nuremberg and I would just take oh, it off a little Literally, I know I was hanging out with a bunch of dudes in a room all day, you know, so, and then it just went on from there. So, so, um, did you, when did you eventually leave Germany? Because you were stationed there for the army, right? Yeah, well, I, I didn't leave until, so, you know, I, I, okay, oh, oh God, where to go from here? Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, so I didn't leave Germany until I already did two Iraq tours. So then I got initiated. Um, then I went on my first Iraq tour, which was probably like the, 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 the hardest one out of them all because it was super austere, you know, no food, right. uh, the internet wasn't really around. Um, I just had like one vol random volume of the CC and my beads and, you know, um, yeah, it was really like burning other people's poop in a, in a, in a big, uh, metal can and like the whole, like, it was like a super austere austere time and very hard because wow. you were just jumping from from thing to thing from 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 mission to mission from like you know from uh Nazaria from Basra to Nazaria to Tikrit to Mosul back down to Baghdad to Fallujah like you're just moving around all the time and with no no food no like vegetarian food really like struggling to find that and uh, still chanting right around, still reading whatever, whenever I had time. Uh, what, was, what was your thought process as far as like, okay, I'm a devotee, 
but I'm having to do this, be in this like really austere situation. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think, I think hardship doesn't create character. It reveals character. That's what I truly believe. I believe mm -hmm. like, I, I believe that people that say like hardship creates character are, are full of, you know, full of it. I think the character's already in there. The hardship just, you can either take the easy right or the easy wrong or the hard right. It's up to you. You know, the hard, right. hardship just reveals what you already are, what your morals, your values, what your outlook is. So for me, it was just like, okay, like this is the situation. You make the best use out of a bad bargain and just, and just, you know, do that. So then uh, I think, I was there like nine months or eight months and then I got medevaced out of the country. And then, you know, I went back to Germany. Because you got injured. Yeah, I got injured. So then I went back to Germany and then I volunteered for a second tour. You volunteered for it? Yeah, because they paid me an extra $300 a month. Like, why wouldn't I do another tour for an extra $300? Come on, it's $300. <laughs> right? $300. So, and tax-free at that. So, you know sign me up right. so i didn't know yeah i did another tour and then the second tour was even a little it was also difficult but it was difficult spiritually while i had more facility i had more uh you know by that time contractors had come in it was said you know they set up kitchens like it was easier to get food i didn't have to sleep in bombed out buildings anymore or you yeah. know uh you know we'd have to worry about mortar attacks and rocket attacks and they suck but whatever uh but it, it, spiritually, it was di more difficult because at that time, my, my guru at the time, he, he said to just sign up for 20 years. And I said, okay, you know, I'll just sign up for 20 years. And like then the day after the army? Yeah. For 20 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I signed the 20-year contract for an extra $500. Got to get that money. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, uh, and then the two days after he said that, he fell down. Oh my gosh. So then, then it, that was a different tour because that was spiritually more difficult because here you are stuck in a, a war zone because some, because you believed in somebody, then they fell down. And yeah, that was more of a difficulty, I think, with faith. That tour wasn't so much, uh, you know, bad things happening. Okay, yeah, uh, a building I was on the phone with got hit by a rocket. Oh, well, it happens. Like, like it wasn't so as dangerous as, like, any of the other ones. It was more, like, spiritually difficult because, yeah, like, your guru falls down after he tells you to do this, and then you're stuck in this for, like, the next 20 years, and you're just, what were like, you? What were you, I mean, like, when you heard the news and said, what were you feeling? It was, like, such a, it was, like, such, so soon after he had told you something, like, a kind of really a big instruction. I mean, I just went on, man. Like, you know, like, I don't have time, you know, like, I didn't have time to, I had other things to do. Like, I had other things to do than worry about, like, what he's doing or, like, you know, it's a different mindset. It's a different mentality. Like, you're you're on missions. People depend on you. Right. You were, le you were a leader, essentially, weren't you, in the Army? Yeah, at that point, I was a staff sergeant. So I was, uh, so I had some people in I was in charge of and... So I didn't really have time to like, you know, dwell on the fact that sure. uh, that my that he fell down. I mean, of course, it was in the back of my head, but you know, immediately I took shelter of a of a of a of someone else, and I caught a whole bunch of shit for that from other people. 
from like former God family and stuff. And, and, uh, because they were like, how could you so quickly move on to somebody else? But right. I understood that I needed some kind of shelter and connection, especially sure. in that environment, especially considering, uh, the crisis of faith I was having because, you know, yeah, like because of uh, the situation. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky. It was somebody I already had a, a, a well-established relationship with. Yeah. And then I, then I went on and take initiation from him later on after that tour in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then I went back to the States. So you did two uh, tours of Iraq and then you went back to the States. Y- yeah. Then I did another tour. <laughs> you did, did three a- tours of Iraq. Yeah, yeah. I did three tours. I spent like five years there. Um, oh my goodness. I miss it. It, it was fun. Well, not fun. It was just so. So when you get conditioned to it, right? So it becomes normal. Like it becomes like easier to, to. It becomes like a normal thing. So it was easier for me to be there than it was for me to be back in like garrison, like back from deployment, because then there was too many distractions. While there, it was quite simple. So then I had the third tour, right? That right. went, and that was the tour, like that was most difficult. mentally that was the tour that kind of broke me mentally the the third one yeah the third tour was the tour that kind of broke me mentally uh seeing some of the things i witnessed some of the the death i saw a lot of death uh you know that kind of broke so so each tour kind of was was um difficult as a devotee because at that time i may have been like the only Hare krishna in the army at that point and like uh and still chanting and still, you know, following like codices and still like being pretty, pretty trying to be as strict as possible. Um, yeah. you know, not, you know, not drinking Coca-Cola, like really like Now that I look back at it, I was like, really, dude, you're in a war. You could have like lightened up a little, uh, but <laughs> like really like Krishna would be like, no, nah, man, you're, you're not, nah, man, you're, you're not good. You're not good. You know, like, I mean, now that I think back of it, I think it was pretty stupid because, uh, you know, I lost a lot of weight. I was like, very sick. So I think it was detrimental to my health to, 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 um, be so strict. Right. Right. And so what year was the third one? Oh, the third one was like 2006 to 2008. So it was like okay. 14 and a half, 15 months. I see. It was a long one. That was a long one. So then just after that is when we probably met at the Pandavasena, because I think Pandavasena was 2007. No, it was, uh, no, no, no. It was, uh, after the second one I met you. Oh, it was after. And then you went back after you. Yeah. Then after, then I disappeared again and went back out again. That's right. Okay. And then, and then I remember seeing online a, a lot of your journals and things. Is that what the third one, second and third, yeah, the one, third one was that was that. And you know, um, funny Nam story. Nam once got completely covered in head to toe and camouflage for captured a flag one time and it was probably the worst camouflage job i've ever seen in my life but i still he was a little kid so i still told him it looked nice right and then that time that i that i um that you're like do you want to wrestle or or submit me no 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 no. let's say it properly you challenged me (laughs) and i was like no i don't think this is a good idea for you that's exactly what it was i challenged this guy so part part of srd is like not a huge dude he's like he's like a little you know compared to me i'm it's a little bit shorter, a little bit smaller stature. And I was like, I could take this guy. He says he's in the, you know, 
army guy and all this stuff. So I go to be like, I challenge him. Let's wrestle. Bad idea. I know. I skull, I skull drug you all over the all over the floor. It was pretty. It was pretty <laughs> comical. I thought I was gonna get hit with child abuse. It was pretty right. bad. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. So so. So when you were uh, so there was like a rathiatra you did there. Tell us a little bit about how you kind of put Krishna consciousness into your like leadership position as a as an army like a sergeant. I mean, I, I don't want to go too much into it because sure, yeah, you don't have to. Uh, for many many reasons, I think we'll we'll go on to those reasons before uh, later yeah. on. But like, no, I mean, I just keep it kind of general. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I just was open about it. You know, like I would worship my Sheila's, I would like chant, yeah. like I you know, like I, I just I, I was just open about it. I mean some of the benefits was nobody wanted to share a room with me because they were like, This guy's crazy. He like worships oh, he worships little rocks with faces on them, like you know, <laughs> he plays with rocks every morning. Like like people thought I was insane. But they but I knew myself wow. and I was like good at my job, so they kind of looked over my insanity. And we're right. just like, okay, like this guy knows his stuff. So, but yeah. nobody, like, like I had my own room and, you know, I, you know, after I, I would finish a mission or whatever, I would just get changed into a dodie and just sit in my room or like, you know, oh gosh. just hang out, you know, rock out with your copens out and just kind of, <laughs> oh you know, just kind of, just kind of chill. And, and, but oh, I never, this is serious, man, come on. Huh? This is serious. It, it, is it? I mean, I don't think any thing serious anymore but mm -mm. but no i just like i didn't I, I didn't i mean how i injected it into my leadership role was to just be a leader like it wasn't even a factor in it it wasn't like they were like yo that guy i wouldn't listen to him he plays with little rocks every morning like right. he, he like wears a pink a pink thing into the shower like what's wrong with this guy but right. uh so that's like i just I just kind of did my thing. I did my job and I did it proficiently and tactfully and tactfully and technically sound. And I led by example and, and, that, and that's basically like how, you know, I injected it. I just tried to treat people equally. Like it says in Agita, a humble sage sees with equal vision. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I treated people the same, you know, like if you screwed up, I, 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 it wasn't pretty, but if, but in the same sense, if you did well, I also was like nice and cool. And I also took care of people very much. You know, you had Ratnabhushan with his, uh, Ratnabhushan Prabhu with his whole like, you know, I think he distributed like, I don't know, 100,000 cookies of some crazy uh, uh, thing, you know, through, through you know, from the LA devotees. And right. I mean, it was different aspects of, 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 of preaching. You know, I, I had smart boxes that, uh, uh, that I had and, and stuff like that. But I think the most important thing was I just like acted normal. Mm. And did I didn't, you feel, did you feel a lot of support from like the devotee community? Because you were like one of the only people who was in the, who's like a deployed devotee, you know, in an art, in a, in a war. I mean, the third tour, I, the th my third tour, I think I felt the, the most support. The second tour, not so much. The first tour, definitely. Cause there was no email. There was no nothing. Yeah. Like I was just on my own. The second tour, uh, the second tour, I got a lot of support from Bibi Govinda Maharaj. He was, you know, every day I would come back from a mission or, or something and he would make me call him on the telephone and he would give me like a personal Bhagavad Gita class every day. Wow. And we ended up becoming like very close friends and, you know, we still are. And, 
you know, we still, we still talk, you know, we still talk quite often and we still try and spend time with each other. Um, so then, then the last tour tour was like an outpour of support from the devotees, like more than I deserved and more than I, I should have gotten. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you know, it was nice. And, you know, as somebody who, who come, you know, when you come back from a deployment, the worst part about getting back is coming back and not having anybody there for you. Like yeah. when everybody, you know, when they release everybody from the formation and like, you're just standing there like, Oh, I guess I got to get a hotel for the night. You have nobody there. Right. So, so it was nice in the, in the sense that like, uh, during that whole time frame, many devotees reached out and, 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 uh, you know, mother Nirakula took care of me. Like she was, ba- she's like my mom. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't realize that relationship would actually have more of an effect on me than any guru or anyone else that I ever came in contact with in wow. Krishna consciousness. That, uh, yeah, that, that mother Nirakula would, would have more of an effect on me than anyone that I've ever met in my life. Uh, wow. so I think, Again, I got so much support on the, on the, on the last one that uh, it, it was heartfelt and, and, and it felt good, but it felt undeserving mm. of it. Now I look back at it, it feels really undeserving of it, uh, undeserving of the whole thing. Why, why undeserving? Just because of, uh, of, of personal things I, I don't wish to talk about or, or it just felt now, now older than I am. Uh, I think maybe it was more ego driven. A lot of the things I did than actually spiritually driven. And now that I'm, now that I'm older and I, and that I've grown and I've um, come out of that mindset, I think maybe it was more ego driven. Um, I mean, every, 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 every endeavor in the material world is filled with fault. That's just like part of being here. Like, You know, like, you, you know, you can't shine a turd and call it a diamond. Like, it's still going to be like, you know, a stool. <laughs> so, like, so I think, I think, I think that's what it, a lot of it came from, ego. And, but that's okay. I, I think it's it set up very, it set me up for a, a different type of, of life after that. Because after yeah. that, I got out of the army. I went to India. Um, so, so after your third, uh, Iraq tour, then you, 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 you left the army. Well, I, I took an early retirement because I, oh. I got promoted again. So I was a Sergeant first class at that point And, right. uh, I had a 20 year contract. So I sent in, uh, uh, I got letters from that, was, you know, I got letters from, from senior devotees all over the movement, um, saying that it would be better that I can't practice Krishna consciousness within this environment anymore that. It's hindering. And also I was mentally finished. Like I, you know, like at that point I was in my early thirties and I already spent something like, I don't know, 10 out of 15 years in combat. So I was already like mentally kind of starting to show, uh, not that I realized it, but other people did. Uh, So like PTSD essentially. Yeah. So I was starting to, so I I was kind of, you know, I, I wanted to get out because you know, they wanted to send me to Afghanistan for two years to teach the Afghan army. And I was like, no, that's it. Like, I, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, so yeah. Krishna heard my prayers 
and he released me, you know, he, whatever he did, you know, it, it had to go up through Congress all the way to the secretary of the army to release me early. Really? And they did. Yeah. It wasn't like, they just were like, okay, go. No, they were like, okay, you had to go all through like department of defense all the way to secretary of the army and, and be approved by Congress and then released. Wow. So, so it wasn't like a, a, you know, just like, you know, some dude in, in, a, in, a, in a building, it, no, it had to go through a chain of command. So. Yeah, like it's not just like, oh, I'm giving my two-week notice. I'm um, sorry about that. It's not like that. It's in the army. If you sign a contract, then you have to, you know, there's a, well, there's just, a protocol to follow to leave, right? Well, not just that. When you got to the rank I was at, uh, basically it was a selection rank. Like you were selected to have that rank uh, through, uh, through a board, a promotion board that yeah. was made up of senior leaders that looked at your file and said, okay, out of the whole United States Army, we're going to promote you. So, like, it's not like even that rank is not, it's, it's hard to get. It's not like it's an easy rank. Many people don't make it that high. Right. And so, yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it was a, a difficult situation because normally at that rank, people retire or they do 30 years. And then you had a guy that made that rank and then wanted out like two years after he made it. I see. I see. Okay. I see your point. Yeah. yeah. So it was like wow. a whole it was a, it was a very delicate situation where I had to put a packet in and then I had to have, you know, support from chain of command. And then Krishna arranged all these things, Krishna's hands behind everything. We just can't see it. Uh, you know, was it a, was it a hard decision to make or was it kind of like very clear? Like, okay, I need to do something else now. Um, I think I was just at that point that I was ready to go. Yeah. I think like, I, 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 I think, uh, many factors i think the the new army i think the fact that i was getting i was more focused on spiritual on, on krishna consciousness and spirituality i think also just the, the the mental drain from spending five years in war uh you know like just everything the 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 intense uh, uh um operation tempo where it was like you know, if you're not if you're not in war, you're prepping for war. And when you're prepping for war, you're going to the field for 45 days, 50 days at a time and, and doing operations. And if you're not back, you're going to like you're doing shooting ranges and this and, and or I'm, I'm in meetings or this or that. It, 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 it's a very hectic environment, a very aging environment. It ages you quite fast. Yes. Right. So, you know. Wow. Yeah. So so then when you came back to America. Uh, so after your third uh, tour, you came back to America. Then what did you, uh, you said you went to India? Yeah, I went to India. Like, I just was like, I'm done. Like the, the day after I signed out of the army, I, I, I just like, I just went to and flew to India. I stopped yeah. in New York so I can get some, uh, some uh, donut plant. And then, uh, yeah, of course. And then I, 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 I went through uh, all the way to, to, to um, India and then I, Stayed under the shelter of Keshav Bharti Maharaj for a little bit, and then I went to Mayapur for a little bit, and then I went to Africa, right. to South Africa, to Pretoria, and kind of helped out there and doing books. And then I started traveling, and 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 that's where the wheels fell off the the car, so to speak. That's where it started to get like uh, the wheels kind of fell off of everything. Right. So tell us know, a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Well, it's just like, because I was out of that environment, because within that environment of the military, the way I behaved was totally acceptable. Right. You know, uh, um, 
you know, being direct, being all, it, it was very acceptable. So then you go into like brahmachari lifetime, uh, lifestyle and then that's not really acceptable. And I had no patience for, I had no patience for BS. Like I just had no patience and, and, but then I also, the nightmares started kicking up and, and, you know, it, you know, sleeping 45 minutes a night and, you know, everybody thought I was super like, you know, pucka because I was getting up at like one thirty two in the morning, but it was just cause I was having nightmares all night. And I just thought, well, hell just get up. And then, and, and, and because of those nightmares, you know, devotees were trying to facilitate it. So like, like in Boston, I stayed in the Brahmacharya ashram and, uh, the next day, everybody, uh, the devote temple prayers was like, hey, you can go stay in Naranja Maharaj's room. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. But it wasn't until like Chaitanya Nitai told me that like, yeah, it was because you woke up in the middle of the night screaming at the top of your lungs and having night terrors that the devotees freaked out. And they were like, like, what's going on? My gosh. And so it was like a lot of these things going on where mentally I was just starting to to, to kind of have like a mental crash from the lack of sleep or the not eating, uh, the PTSD, the, the, you know, I found out I had a traumatic brain injury, like all these things were starting to come out more and more and more and more in ways that were not conducive for Brahmacharya or for living in a temple. And you, right. you know, like, like I just did, had no time for people. Did, did the army like ever, like I know this is like a diagnosed thing, like PTSD. Did they do they do any kind of um, thing after someone leaves the army to take care of them, like financially or medically? Yeah, or I mean they do, but they have to. They do, but they have to. It's like a whole like song and dance to get it done. It's not like they. It's not like they just like here you go, here's your cash. No, like again, Mother Nirakula, God bless her soul. You know she like took care of all of this for me. Really? And like, yeah, like, you know, she dealt with the VA. She dealt with the congresswoman that helped me get my money. And, 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 and she convinced me to go into uh, a 90-day treatment program yeah. uh, for combat veterans. Because I was just, yeah, I was getting to the point. I was starting to have suicide attempts. And I was starting to, like, kind of wow. start to losing my mind. Uh, because I just... It, I just was, I couldn't figure out, I couldn't understand what was happening. I, and it wasn't until like people that cared about me kind of pulled me to the side and, 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 and started uh, saying, Hey, like there's some issues here. Like, we, yeah. I think you got some problems going on. And it wasn't just, it was like Govinda Maharaj who took really good care of me and, and my wife and, and mother Nirakula who, who, I don't know she, if it wasn't for her, I'd probably be dead by now. Like, like she, she amazing. It's amazing how, you know, I mean, a mother's, a, a mother's care is can, 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 you know, like you were saying how, you know, her, her care, you feel like was more than any of the guru gurus you had and things like, like they did more, she did more for you than, than them. Yeah, when you know when I see Mother Nirakula, when I talk to her and and interact, and still you know when we we talk regularly, still I call her mom. Like she's my mom. I never had a mom growing up. My mom threw me out when I was thirteen, so like I never really had a mom. And when I see her, I see like Prabhupada's compassion because easily she could have wiped her wiped her hands and walked away from the situation, but no, she sticks yeah. stuck with it and 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 gave me that. 
that motherly affection, that, that kick in the ass when I needed it, that like, yeah. you know, every aspect that I, I was missing. And without that, I think I didn't, I wouldn't have had that support to, to do all the stuff I, I did to better myself. So, you know, at one point I just kind of disappeared off the, off the map. I just kind of, I was at ISV and I was just washing dishes and just like throwing the trash away and jumping in the dumpsters and sorting the trash. It was the greatest service I ever had. I loved it. <laughs> okay. Sometimes it, it pissed me off when people like didn't recycle or people like, I felt like people, you know, looking at it like, Oh, that dude will do it for us. But, uh, it was like the greatest service for me. Like I just didn't have any responsibility. I would just go in when nobody was there and help cook. And when nobody was there, I would clean and I didn't have to deal with people. I didn't have to deal with devotees. I didn't have to deal with anybody. I just dealt with mother near Kula and like Jagarini Mataji and, 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 uh, and, and Vaishin, that's it. Right. It was great. It was one of the best times of my life. So then, so then after you did that, did you ever consider like, okay, I'm, I, I need to have a, like a, a fixed base or were you just still traveling? No, at that point I just stopped everything. I just stopped everything completely. I think at that point, you know, me and, you know, me, me and my wife separated for a little bit. And I think at that, at that point I just stopped everything and I just focused on, on myself. I, I, I was doing um, like treatment at the VA like five days a week, like three, like three, like sometimes three times a day I was doing treatment for like Did all the stuff. Yeah. Well, it helped a lot, uh, you know, um, yeah. because it, like this idea, like I, like I remember when uh, I was a, a senior devotee on Sankratam was visiting me with another devotee and he was asking me i have have a nice relationship and he was asking me like how i am and the other devotee was like well if you would chant Hare krishna sincerely then all the stuff would go away and i mm. thought that was a really garbage answer i one i felt it it showed little compassion and empathy for people and two it's right. it's not that simple like it's not like it's not that simple that you just chant and everything gets better like you know we we read in the gita about like you need uh, balance of play, of work, of spirituality, of eating, of sleeping, like, yes, you know, yes. we're still in the material world and we still have a, a, a material body. So therefore, yeah, pure devotees can get away with that, but I'm not a pure devotee. So I, I, I felt that removing myself from, from, from ISKCON, from the, from the institution, from people, and just keeping a very small nucleus of, of support was what I needed to, uh, um, to get myself mentally together yeah. because it, it was like a, and even during that time frame, there was still like suicide attempts or like all the kind of craziness going on, like SWAT teams showing up at my house to kind of get me cause they would, you know, they didn't know what was going on. Like, it was just like all kinds of, uh, of, of craziness. Wow. And yeah, so it wasn't like it wasn't like a simple fix of just removing. It, it was, you know, it was the spiritual aspect, the mental health aspect. All these things were necessary to be able to 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 um, to not get over it because I still have nightmares, I still have all triggers, I still like it doesn't go away. But to be able to manage it better, like so, sure. 
so yeah, so I was glad that I, now I'm glad I stepped away from everything. Right. And just decided to focus on me because nobody else would take care of you. You know, like nobody will take care of you better than yourself. Mm. And nobody will look out for your best interests more than yourself. Like, you know, so I've got where we were going. No, no, no. I, um, so, so then how did you end up where you are now? You're in Holland now. Or was, is there um, anything between we, that time that from when you were U S yeah, I mean, to I here, mean, anything in between? Yeah. I mean, my, my, my wife moved to Mountain View and then we went to Portland um, because I started to get, uh, I started to get, so I had like a spiritual aspect. Uh, I had kind of started to get my material body, my mental state under control. But then I started getting into like the physical aspect, which was like uh, health, right? Like it's okay. necessary. So then I started yeah. getting into riding bikes and all these things. So then we moved to Portland, Oregon. And, uh, you know, I knew a few devotees there from back in the day uh, that were God family from my first guru that I had good relationships with, but they all stopped practicing. And, and so, again, again, it was just on my own. I seemed to do better on my own. Uh, and, yeah, I just kind of uh, hung around Portland and just rode bikes and just kind of like, you know, got a dog and just started trying to be like normal. And then we moved back to Holland because, you know, my wife had, my wife was pregnant and we couldn't get healthcare and, you know, the, the wonderful American healthcare system. And then we moved back here and, and it's been the same thing here. Just kind of staying into myself, not talking to people, not seeing people, just kind of living a hermit lifestyle and practicing Krishna consciousness in an honest way, not in a, uh, a way to impress people or a way to um um uh, for status or a way for you know um all these different things but a very honest way of doing it like this is krishna knows my heart he knows my intention behind things yeah. and so i feel happier now than all those times when i was distributing books or when all those times when i was traveling the world and getting into funny situations i feel happier and content now uh, That's really interesting. I, I like what you're saying about honestly practicing. Um, it, it seems like uh, you're like, like what you're saying, you're, you're, you're much happier because you're, you're just doing you and focusing on yourself and you're, and you're, you're um, I see sometimes you're doing like long distance running. Tell us a oh. little bit about how you got into that. Uh, well, I was doing long distance cycling. So I was doing like, you know, I rode from Amsterdam to, to Paris in like a day and a half or something. It was like 300 miles or like 400 miles in like a day and a half or two days. Um, so uh, then, then once things switched and, and my wife started working and then I had to take care of uh, the, my daughter more, uh, I switched to like running. Yeah. And I just thought like, okay, like a marathon's boring. Anybody can do a marathon. It's easy stuff. So I just started getting into long distance and like, uh, you know, I run like 100K, 100 miler, uh, stuff like that at one time. Just run for one you run 100K. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. That's you can do it, Nom. You can do it, Nom. What are you talking about? I can't do that. I can't even do 10K. <laughs> no, but, 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 no, but again, it's, it's, it's not just simply like running 100K. It's, it's, it's. It's a means of self of self exploration and a means of self uh, discovery because 
you're yeah. there, you're alone, you're going through, nobody's helping you. You know, I run alone. I, I, I don't listen to music. I just talk, I just listen to oh. my internal thoughts, thoughts the whole time. So I'm spending so much time with myself right. and going through all different things that I've done in my life and processing them and turning them inside out and flipping them upside down and looking at yeah. them, you know, from all different ways that, and not just like material things, spiritual things, like things that I did in the Hare Krishna movement that, I, that uh, now I look back and I'm like, ooh. Uh, like, or things, how I behaved or, um, because I wasn't always nice. I mean, everybody who knows me knows that I'm not exactly always nice. So the long distance running, I find it helps me. It balances everything. I have my spiritual aspect. I have my material aspect and I have my health aspect. And I think that's one aspect that devotees ignore is health. I mean, it, it's a, totally. you know, devotees. Devotees seem to leave their bodies a lot, a lot, a lot uh, uh, sooner than people who don't practice Krishna consciousness. And I think because there's a very little, there's a very small emphasis on health. Like know? kind of like, uh, really pushing yourself to do service and other things. Like even our, in the olden days, devotees like really killing their bodies to do things and then not taking care of themselves in the modern yeah. day and then like wearing them, themselves out. Yeah, you know, the lack of sleep, the lack of of, right. of of proper diet, the lack of 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 exercise, like yeah. all these things, they they lead, they 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 the body is just a machine, it, you know. As we as we talk about in Krishna consciousness, what do we say? The body is just a a vehicle that's to be used in this in this lifetime, right? Yeah. So if you like, you can either have a jalopy, or you could have like a Benz. It's up to you. Like we should treat our bodies. Our bodies are being used in Christian service. So in that way, I feel like we should be health should be in, involved in that. So like we should maintain the sure. body. Like you, sure. you, you know, like what kind of car do you drive now? I got two cars. Wow, big baller! What shot call? A ninety nine, a ninety nine Corolla, and oh, yes. a <laughs> seventeen Yaris Toyota Yaris. Tiny, tiny cars because my wife is from England. But anyways, you know, what were right, you going but, with that point? Oh, because you, what do you do? You change the oil, you check it, yes, you make yeah. sure it, it runs properly. It's the same exactly. concept. So yeah, it's, yeah. Not that, it's not that, that uh, the running is like, uh, you know, I need that to be healthy to run these distances. No, I run, I run these distances for more for, for Tapasya, for going deeper into the into myself and, and understanding it like it's a kind of like of a meditative state even it is you don't really it, it, it's funny because when you get like i don't know like 50 miles in 40 miles in you kind of everything else gets blocked out and it's just you and your breath and your mind yeah and the mind is like such a the mind will bring you all over the place i love it because it brings you to the, all the bad not necessarily the good but usually for me, it brings to the bad and it, and it forces me to reconcile with the past. And not just right. the army, but also, you know, things I did as during my time in the temple that, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not happy with. I would have done different. 
if sure. that situation happened nowadays, like I wouldn't like dump all the ten all the all the pots and pans at the temple president's house and be like, wash them yourself. Like stuff like that. I, I've done that before in South Africa, and and, and oh you know, no, it was like one time the congregation cooked, and um, I didn't I didn't appreciate that they left the kitchen completely destroyed with like dirty dishes everywhere, and then said, "Well, the temple devotees will clean it." So then I, you know, I put everything in a van and I just dumped it off on the temple president's front lawn, and then walked away and said, "I'll oh pick it up when God. it's done." Because I just felt like it was not like respectable. You don't do that to people. Right. Now I would probably approach it differently. So I wasn't always like nice. Like I wasn't. Like it's how, just. How is your, how is your, how do you feeling now as far as mentally? Like, do you feel like you are, have a control? Not that you didn't, I'm not saying you didn't, but I'm saying, do you feel like uh, in a better place now than you were like 10, five, 10 years ago? I feel balanced. Yeah. Like I, I just feel balanced. I feel that I have my spiritual side. I feel that I have my material, like, like I keep on saying, like my spiritual side, my health, my, my, my uh, material side, everything is balanced. And, and again, the Gita says like, we should, it talks about balance. If Krishna didn't want to, if Krishna didn't think this was important, he would have just skipped over that section and just not right. even spoke to Arjuna about it. Right. So it's not that I feel my mental health is great because I still have my mental breakdowns or, or um, you know, I still have like uh, difficulties. I still have triggers. I still, um, um, but I'm able to like maintain everything a little bit sure. easier and come in and out of it easier. It doesn't affect me as, as much as it used to. Um, and that's because I think, yeah, everything, it's not, it, it's like you ride a bicycle, right? You got to kind of keep on kind of moving to go forward is it's perpetual right. forward motion like krishna consciousness is is it's it's not a it's not a uh it's not a sprint it's not the you know 50 yard dash it's it's, yeah, it's a long game it's, it's an ultra marathon it's like yeah. going over lifetimes so right right you know it, it, it's like we we often often what happens is like we see a sun i use this analogy because i still um, I give like life advice to some people that outside of like devotee, the, the Vaishnav community to people I know, I give life advice sometimes, sure. um, you know, the humble sage in, in, in the Netherlands, but like, <laughs> but, but I often use the analogy that it's like the sunset. You look at the sunset. What do you see? The purples, the oranges, the reds, you see the sun going down. You focus so much on the sunset that you ignore the pebble at the feet. And the beauty of that pebble. Hmm. So I, I, so that's the approach I take now. I, I take everything just in a very like I try to take it in a very measured approach. Whether it's reading, I or or waking up my deities, Giraj, or or uh, chanting, and you know my sadhana is not great. My bhajan is 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 nothing like it used to. Right. But. Again, I feel it's a balanced considering the life I'm living. And Prabhupada said, yeah. is how can you tell if you're happy in Krishna consciousness? And that means you got to be doing something right. If you're happy, if you're miserable, then there's, there's some issues you got to kind of go to. You yes. got to look inside and look at yourself. Yes, that's a great point. Um, what Do you feel any kind of like bitterness towards um, 
like the society or how they were treated or kind of um, even towards your guru or anything like that? Which guru? I don't know any of them. I have two. I had. I, oh, I mean the first. I mean the first one. I think if you asked me like six years ago, if I saw him in the street, I'd probably knock him out. Like I'm just. Really? I'm an honest guy. I would probably knock him out. I would probably like lay him out. Right. Like no. I'm. An, I, I try to be honest. Like I would have laid him out if you if I saw him like six years ago, to put me through right. all of that, knowing that he wasn't right. in the position. He wasn't. Um, yeah, that he took that position without fulfilling that promise you know sure. like uh but then at one point actually we talk actually i love him now uh at one point i just uh forgave him i said it's just wow. not worth holding on and I, I i remembered my own spiritual difficulties and i remembered that you know what's that to say about this guy or, you know who am i to judge him that's between him guru and krishna and i'm not in that equation at all yeah and then he reached out to me, and 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 I, and, I, and I actually have a very good relationship with now. He he calls me like he knows I don't talk to anybody, so he calls me every two weeks to check on me, just to see how I am, just to see how my family is, and wow. And, and I I invite him to come here if he ever wants to visit. He's more than welcome, you know. But he'll just do the dishes and stuff like that. Like he's not getting treated special. Like he's gonna have to make <laughs> his own bed and like do you know, you know like. Like, that's just how it goes. Like, Hey, you know, I'll feed you, but sure. you, you know, sure. but, but again, it's, it's more of a friendship. So it's, it's, you know, it, I make a joke like that, like, yeah, he just got to, you know, get like, treated like a normal person. Uh, but I mean, I'm appreciative of him. I'm, I'm appreciative that he fell down without stealing any money, which is what's happened in the past. I mean, we have like, sure we have a history of people falling down and then walking off with millions of dollars, you know, and yeah. property and like all kinds of stuff. We, it's not like, uh, I mean, uh, you know, they, people don't like to talk about it, but it, it is a reality. Sure. Yeah. And I appreciate the fact that when he, when he fell down, he became Harry, Harry Veloz's servant in, in Seattle, basically. Like he just didn't take anything. He just lived in a factory and just built himself back up again. And I can respect mm. that. Right. Like, like in the Dumamara, I says, you know, you fall down a hundred times, you pick yourself up a hundred and one times. Right. And so I have no bitterness towards anybody. I mean, I don't, the one thing that, that was shown to me over the years is, is my biggest realization is how fake a lot of relationships are. And that's why devotees have so many problems and is because there's, there's, at least in my experience, there was a very, a lack of, of real relationship that you can reveal your heart to. I mean, what, what does it say that, 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 that we're supposed to what, hang out with like-minded devotees? It's, it doesn't mean we have to be friends with everybody. It means we have to yeah. respect everybody, but it doesn't mean that we should reveal everything to everyone. We should reveal people to people we have confidence in, that we have trust in. And that was my biggest uh, uh, realization was that there's a lot of people that don't have anyone to talk to within the, within the, the society in general, the Vaishnava society, whether it's Gaudiya Mat, Iskhan, uh, Sri Chaitanya, Saraswat Mat, you know, yeah. uh, you know, whatever it is, the Vallabhas, this, that, you know, people don't have that 
close that close relationship they can just reveal their their deepest inner like garbage mm. they without being scared it's going to be used against them or i mean i i mean that was my big thing i i i felt that if i couldn't talk to anybody because it would be used against me yeah and and i didn't want that so i just put up the, you know fake it until you make it and that's why we have uh um and that's why we see people leave and come back and if if you ask a lot of, a lot of people when they leave you they a lot of people will tell you it's because they don't feel cared for they don't feel loved they don't feel like they had anybody they could trust and you know if if everybody would just deepen relationships this is what Prabhupada wanted he wanted us to have deep Vaishnav relationships like extremely deep not like superficial like oh Prabhu oh yes you're the oh you're so wonderful no that doesn't that 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 doesn't get anywhere it doesn't it's flattery and it's nice but it doesn't make people want to reveal their suffering or their yeah. their the things they're struggling with so much they yeah. just keep it all inside and keep it all inside and keep it all inside and then it reaches a tipping point where they can't handle it anymore and then they just peace out and then it's just how it goes i mean i was that's a great point that's a great point i think you know, devote, caring for devotees and, and having an outlet for devotees to reveal their hearts to other devotees is a, is a extremely important. And so for such a large society of ISKCON, sometimes people get forgotten and people get, yeah. you know, kind of pushed to the side because of the, because of, okay, our goal is, is to expand, 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 expand. And, yeah. and the older devotees, they get left behind and then they get forgotten and, oh, no one cares about me. No one cares. I, I would joined. You know, I joined Krishna consciousness because of the expansion. And now that, you know, I'm a devotee, I'm initiated and all that stuff. Now the, the attention is move on to bringing more people on. And which is, which is, it's, it's good. It's no, it's, it's necessary. Yeah. But, 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 you know, but I always say Prabhupada, where Prabhupada said, boil the milk, you know, take care of the devotees that we have. Let's help them advance in Krishna consciousness. And that doesn't just mean, Make sure they're chanting their rounds or, or following the principles. It makes like, how are you doing today? What are you struggling with? Like, like you're what you're talking about. I like that a lot. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it's it's more than just saying like, "Yo, dude, what are you struggling with?" Like, it, like for somebody to reveal these things, yes, like you have, like they have to have complete trust in you and complete yes, faith in you that 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 you, that they can say this because. because it's 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 like it's something that's so shameful to them like anarthas are so deep man like we we you know we 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 tiptoe around anarthas we act like they're just like right there on the surface but like anarthas yeah. are so deep down that you had to you know you had to wade through a whole bunch of crap to get there to even get to the start of it it's not as like mm. it's not as simple as just like saying like Oh, I'm falling. Oh, I struggle with with sex desire. It's not that simple. It's like those desires are so deep down that you have to really go in there and and and, and you have to confront you have to confront like really dark parts of your of your of of your heart to be able to 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 understand what they are, those anarthas are and to and to figure out like how to go past that. I mean, I was very fortunate. I had Mother Nirakula who I think is probably one of the most advanced devotees in the movement. 
if she could make me a, a normal person, then like, well, God only knows what she can do to like somebody who's like not crazy. Like, like I, you know, I, I was lucky I had that support. Yeah. Where, um, where I was able to like be very direct with her and very honest with her and very, and, and just reveal my soul to her and, and not worry about her pushing me away or, or talking about it with other people or, right, or right. but how many people actually have that? Because that's the only way you can get over it. Like chanting is yeah. one aspect of it. Yeah. You need to be able to reveal it to somebody to get help. Like it all goes yeah. together, like chanting, association, like this idea that we have to accept association, whatever's given to us. No, we can choose our association. We don't have to yeah. accept subpar association. We can choose our association. If we feel somebody, nowadays, if I feel somebody has nothing to, to, to help me progress as a person, as a human being, then I have no interest. I just want people that I can have loving re relationships with that we can both reciprocate and grow. Because sure. yeah. that's what that's what humans need. That's what we need as as people. We need to be able to to just feel cared for and feel like somebody has our back. And when you have that, when you find that person, you can see like the difference it'll make in in in, in your heart and in your life and and in your Krishna consciousness. Wow, that's brilliant. I. I love that. I love that point. I mean, it's it's something that's very much needed. And for our listeners, you know, if you if it's something you're something you're struggling with, try to find someone who can do that. But again, like Partha said, it's it's difficult to find such a person because you're you don't. It, it's it's about trust and it's about yeah. confidentiality and things. Yeah, I mean, and trust is not something you just you can just put on. Like trust is a very yeah. like the whole idea of it's like accepting a guru. Like, like we accept the guru spiritually, but what does it say? We're supposed to observe them for so long and they're supposed to observe us for so long, right? So why, what's the whole point of that? So you can build faith and trust in them, right? Yeah. Like that's the whole point of it. it. It's not just to get a cool name. It's so that you can like, you can, you can develop that trust that'll help you spiritually. And it's the same thing in, in relationships that, you know, I rather be I rather be hated by everybody and loved by a few. Like I rather just have a very small nucleus that I know has my back and know that I can reveal things to, and that they know they can reveal things to me that'll stay with me, than have like a thousand friends. And it, and we can get into a whole tangent about how social media and Instagram are like the the downfall of society because this idea that the more friends we have on social media, the more actual relationships we have like there's so many discussions you yeah. can get into it uh but like i guess that's for another podcast with somebody more qualified or that's not gonna just no, with you with no. you no man i feel like i feel like this partha that i'm talking to now is from when i from what i remember you know from back when it's like you 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 I like talking to people who kind of went through something and come out the other side. They have this kind of like wisdom about them. Like you have this wisdom that I think needs to be shared. And I think we're hearing some of that right now about all the things that kind of you went through and what you've learned about yourself and how other devotees can actually benefit from, from that. One of the things being, I love, I love honesty. I love being an honest person and be honest about what you're, you know, 
you know, what your Krishna conscious practice or whatever it is, like own, own it for yourself, you know? And, 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 uh, I think sometimes we really get caught up with externals. I think it's, it's really yeah, important. It, it, yeah. We, we, you know, we got to have the chatter just right. And oh, guru's here time to go to Mongolarty. Like, uh, right. you know, like we get caught in all this external, all, all these externals of, of Krishna consciousness, but Krishna consciousness is like, Gaudiya Vaishnavism is an internal process, right? The externals will only last so long. At one point, the internals, you know, you have to internalize your relationship with the, with the Supreme Lord. You have to, at one point, you have to internalize, you have to put it, bring it inside your heart. Otherwise, it's just theoretical knowledge. Right. Unless you like have practical application of it. It's just a theoretical knowledge that like you just hope works. You're just like, I hope it works. It's like, uh, whatever, I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, but yeah, that honesty, I think, I think is important. I think for myself, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, in all actuality for me, it's like, I, this is who I am. Krishna knows who I am, right? Giraj knows who I am. He knows the good, he knows the bad. And, you know, if people can't take honesty then you know just walk away or like it, 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 i feel better that i can actually be myself and 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 not care yeah not care if people people judge like who you know who are you to judge me like it, a lot of these things have to do with ego that the ego tells us like we have to we have to behave in a certain way that's not that we're not at that level to become accepted and again, it goes to like very, very, very shallow relationships. Yeah. Right. So, don't we have to do a commercial for Puja Pants? I you 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 just uh, reminded me of that. Okay, so here uh, here on the late morning program, we have different sponsors and. Oh man, I was supposed to wear the shirt today. My my oh. apologies. I wear it to the next time, but. Uh, uh, let's look at the, uh, let's stop for a commercial break. There's about 65 people watching, uh, and let's, uh, stop here, uh, and just pause before we take the questions. Cause part there's a lot of, um, questions in the comment section, but let, let's look at our, uh, sponsor commercial for today. Twelve. There's two of them. There's Pooja Pants. Nine. Ignition sequence starts. That was uh, Swasti. So this is a T-shirt brand by a professional BMX devotee, uh, yeah, Joris. Friend, our friend. Yeah, yeah, he's a friend of mine. Joris is doing amazing stuff, you know? Joris filmed a, a, a BMX part in Vrindavan. He did? Yeah, he filmed a pro BMX part in Vrindavan, and he's a good friend of mine. And, and Joris is this amazing cat from... Okay, he's French, but I don't hold it against him. But, like, <laughs> he's still a nice guy, even though he's French. But right. but he's doing amazing stuff within uh, – because I also ride BMX. Right. I also still do. 
and uh, uh, he he's having like tons of kids chanting and and and, and interested in Krishna consciousness in such a non secular way by just like handing out stickers of like Radharani and like all this stuff to yeah. like BMX kids at the skate park and like uh, he has a team and like it's pretty rad. I, I'm down with I'm down with uh, Joris. He's a good dude. So, ch so check out Joris's. I put it in the links uh, in YouTube and Facebook. I put the link. Uh, the code is NAMRAS15, N-A-M-R-A-S-15. That's a discount code if you want to order some shirts. There's a, He has amazing uh, designs, as you saw in the commercial. He has like the, the Patagonia, the Thrasher, and all these different cool brands like Coca-Cola and McDonald's and all these different brands that he made into a spiritual um, – kind of a spiritual spin on it. So a Hare Krishna kind of spin on it. So check out his, his, uh, his link here, his Etsy shop, swasti.etsy.com. But, but if you want to see, if you want to get the discount, there's the discount link in the comments that I put. So thanks Joris for, um, uh, you know, sponsoring the late morning program. And, uh, I actually dropped the ball by not wearing the shirt. Uh, I have the thrasher, uh, you know, Hari Krishna shirt. So that's a Hari extra says Hari bowl. It's a beautiful shirt. Uh, I'll wear it next time. But uh, that's, that's the commercial for today. Um, the one with Jagannath Puri Dham Prabhu we're going to do next week. So we won't talk about that now, but let's look at the comments, Partha. How about that? Are you still there? Oh no. Is he frozen? Partha, can you hear me? You might need to you might to leave and come back. Okay. Uh, I'm going to remove him. Uh, I'm just going to ask him to rejoin. Maybe his phone overheated or something. Anyway, go out and get those shirts from Swasti. Really cool brand. Um, a lot of a lot of cool designs. Tons of designs. Maybe I should show it to you. Here you go. Check this out. Um, Oh, he's back. Can you hear me, Partha? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm uh, I'm back. I'm back. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm just showing. I was just showing some of the designs. Uh, so uh, you know, it's, it says Kali Yuga, Goloka, Mahaprasad. It's just some fantastic designs. Vote for Krishna instead of vote for Pedro. Instead of Polo, it's Bolo. <laughs> instead of um, Rolls Royce, it's Radhe Radhe. Uh, Krishna inside. I love this one. This one's my favorite. Look at this dare shirt. <laughs> it's a dare shirt. It says Hare. <laughs> Joris, Joris is the man. He is I the like man. Him. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, Partha, let's look at the questions. Let's, let's sure. get into the question and answer session here. Okay. Hey, wait a minute. Uh, I thought we were talking about Puja Pants. No, no. Puja I said pants. I was going to do that next week. Next oh, week. Oh, that's next week. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah. so excited yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Partha, please tell us a story how you organized Rathiatra in Iraq and the rocket story. Please, please. Your mom, Bhakta Priya. Okay. Like, 
I, I would actually prefer not to speak about, you know, the thing is, is that what people don't understand is like a lot of times with a lot of things I talked about, the after effect was me crying in a room for hours because of having to relive things over and over and over again. Wow. In general, like, and I, I think that also contributed to my mental breakdown. Uh, so like, I'm sorry. No, like, no, I'm just, no. Okay. Uh, I love you. I love you, Bhaktapriya. You know, you know, we got some history. <laughs> she took care of me in, in, in Paraguay and she's amazing. You guys should buy her albums when she drops them like yeah. hotcakes. Uh, but sure. I know that I know devotees want to hear about things and I also want to protect myself uh, because after this is, after this is done, I'm going to be stuck with my own mind. Sure. And no pressure. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, there are times like in Chicago once, uh, Chandra Mali Maharaj asked me to come and I gave a class and it was super triggering. And I remember I went upstairs, I didn't eat. And I just went in my room and cried from like nine o'clock until like two o'clock in the afternoon. Like I just had a complete mental breakdown. And, <sighs> and I think like, uh, I think I just don't want to revisit these things. I'm not that person anymore. And I've, I've evolved, evolved. I've, I've moved forward from, from, from being that guy in the army. And, 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 um, I would prefer to speak on. Yeah. Other things than, than about like having to relive war over and over and over again. It's, It's not, it's not nice. It's, it's, you know, because like, it's not like, like you're, you're saying that even though you had done that Rathiatra and all that stuff, but what was going on at the time for you, the rest of the majority of the time was like a horrible, horrible war. Yeah. So period. it's like, it's, it's, it's one thing like, yeah, like, okay, book distribution or these things, they're one thing. Yeah. But then that one, that one aspect that might've been nice, it triggers the aspect of seeing a bunch of kids die in a car bomb. It, it's just like, it, it, it's a slippery slope yeah. that I prefer not to go down because um, right. it can get pretty dark. And I, I, I it's like, like I told, like I told you, Nam, I, if people don't agree, I'll just hang up and then you just, you know, you talk about being a, a dad for the next 20 minutes or so. No, no, no. You don't have to do that. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure people would love that. But, right, uh, right. Um, no, I personally would prefer not to not to dis- go into these things or and things that I'm not proud of and things that uh, I would prefer. Yeah, just not to that maybe have been ego driven and things that I, I struggled with that are from that particular time frame of life. Got it. Got it. Here's Sorry, Dr. Priya. I love you. Are you in contact with other devotees who served fellow veterans? No, no, no way, man. I don't want, you know, like I, 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 I barely talk to anybody. I just, uh, um, I'm very careful about who I keep in contact with. Like, it's very hard to get in contact with me. Like I disappear very easily. I don't answer my phone. I haven't checked my email in like five years. Like I, I, I'm a very, um, private person nowadays. Uh, and so, um, not really. I mean, I, I, I see one of them, he lives in Germany and I I've seen him recently and, and you know, he's doing kind of okay. He's also struggling mentally. Uh, but, um, no, I just kind of, I'm very careful who I speak to nowadays. Sure. You know? Like, 
I know it must have been a really kind of a big step for you to to agree to come on the show. I know you're doing it to, because you love me and things like that. But but I also want to say, you know, put it out there that I'm really thankful that you came on to to talk about your story, the the, the amount you felt, you know, comfortable sharing, and I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, I'm just nowadays. I'm just a private guy. I just I don't sure. want to. I don't want you know like. I mean, I have social media, but I basically make sure my son doesn't do anything too stupid. That's the only reason why I have social media to make sure like he kind of behaves. Right, but right. you know, um, yeah, I would. I mean, I'm in contact with some army guys, but again, it's 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 few and far. Hey, siéntate. Sorry about that. The the dog is 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 growling at something, probably a cat or something else. Um, uh, but no, I, I, I tend to just not really talk to many people nowadays. I tend to just um, focus on myself and, and um, yeah, what's the point of saving the world if you're a mess yourself? Like, I think, I think charity starts at home. Totally. Agreed. hundred uh, percent. We have a few ch- shout outs here. Partha, I love growing up around you in South Africa. Someone named Brandon with Josie. Hey, what's up? What's up? Uh, it's not, you know, the one thing it is nice. It's like seeing people again, because when I, when I, when I stepped away from everything, I thought everyone hated me. And, oh, you, know, you know, I thought nobody really, I thought that, um, because when I walked away, I walked away at, at like a very rough point in my life. Yeah. You know, I made a lot of enemies. I would say enemies. Yeah. There are a lot of people that I, I, I pissed off in, in my, <laughs> in that time frame that I lived in the temple and, and, um, and I feel that, uh, so, so when I see like things like this, it actually means quite a lot to me because, um, I don't talk to people. And so I just assume everybody forgets about me. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to share with you then some of the, uh, appreciations. Um, my ego will do it. We'll, we'll love do it. you. Partha, Jay, Dave, Berlin. Oh, uh, Jay, Dave. We were God brothers together. I think, uh, like Jay, Dave is this amazing cook. He's like, uh, he's just a, a really nice guy. And, 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 um, again, a really nice devotee that I feel is, is, is living his own life the way he wants to live and, and putting Krishna consciousness in there. From what I, I, I know, again, I don't, you know, I know so much, but from Shradi what I do know. Shradi Shams is so different and inspirational. Pramila Das is amazing story. Thanks for sharing heartfelt pranam. Jagannath Puri Dam says, Big Turban Thursdays. Oh, I mean, Big Turban Thursdays is like this amazing concept that me and Jagannath Puri Dam came up with. At one point in the army, I, I, I just stayed alone. Like I had no devotee association, whatever. And somehow, I don't even know how, but Jagannath Puri Dam moved in with me. And like, yeah, Jagannath Puri Dam can like attest to me getting up every day at 2 a.m. and like, worshiping all my Sheilas, having a full Mangalarti, and then going to the army to go run and do physical training. And, and one day we started Big Turban Thursdays where he put on my army helmet and just wrapped a bunch of dhotis around it. And then we would, <laughs> and then we would eat nachos and have Big Turban Thursdays. Nice. Um, so Adwaita Acharya, our old friend, says, Parta, where have you been? Miss you, man. Hit me up. Tell him, um, Adwaita, you can get me on Instagram. It's slower than you, crew. I'll I'll send it to him. Yeah. Here's a question. Um, 
from Rupa Chandra Das. It's great to hear this. I work with vets in my college, Manhattan College, and helping them trans transition to civilian life. In our college, we have a program where we teach them breathing techniques, yoga, and ways to overcome sleeping problems. This, this part of a religious stu studies course I teach, what philosophical concepts from the Bhagavad Gita do you think would be helpful for vets in making the transition? I mean, the concept of, of we're not this body and that you're not even getting into where spirit soul and as such, we only always feel such a denundana, you know, bliss and happiness, but just this idea that we're not this body. And as such, the things we've done in the past don't define who we are in the future. Right. And I, and, and, and ultimately the idea of love, I mean, the whole idea of the Gita is the, is, is to teach us that we should love Krishna. That's the whole idea of the Gita is like to teach us like that we should love Gita, uh, love Krishna, that we should offer everything with love and devotion. It's such a, a, a strong verse, uh, um, you know, offering with love and devotion. It, it, Prabhupada quotes this verse quite often. Mm. And it's, it's the basis of the whole philosophy is love, right? Yeah. So I would say that, that, one, the Gita is an amazing tool for, for, for soldiers because it's like a battlefield. I mean, come on. There's nothing more than a, than a guy that's served can relate to is in a battlefield. Yes, yes. Um, but just the concept of that, you do, that one has to do his duty. And, of course, there's people that say, oh, you're just murderer. You just support the, the government. And uh, yeah, 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 whatever. Shut up. Like, uh, like uh, keep that to yourself. Like, um it's not that like people join for all different type of reasons, but the, but the thing that you can teach them in the Gita is about duty about it's better to do one's nature imperfectly than one, than another's nature perfectly and about love and devotion, not just love and devotion to Krishna, but love and devotion to themselves. Mm. You know, because Krishna sits in the heart as the super soul, the Paramatma. Yeah. So, you know, before we can, before we can like give this high love to other, to Krishna, we also have to love ourselves. We also have to be comfortable with ourselves. And as veterans that go from these really, like if you, if you haven't served, you don't understand what it's like to, to shut it off. Yeah. Like you, you go from training every day to kill people, to survive in combat, to just shutting it to like society telling you like, okay, now you're not at war anymore. Just shut it off. And it doesn't work like that. Wow. Very it, interesting. It, fascinating point. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Like I still have like, I still, even though I'm like 10, 11, 12 years removed from the army, maybe longer, probably longer. Uh, I still have all the stuff I've learned in combat. I've still, I still, uh, I'm super vi uh, hyper vigilant. And I was telling you about the story of, of the neighbor, the old lady. You know, <laughs> like, tell that story. I love that story. <laughs> tell, tell it really quickly. Cause, cause we've got to get through these questions. Uh, let's just get through the questions. But okay. anyway, like the hyper vigilance is always yeah. going to be there, but you can teach them that, 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 that there's inner peace sure. and that you can find that inner peace by, by going and understanding about the body and uh, the philosophy basically, but you got to dumb it down. Like, you know, yeah. that's it. You just Great dumb answer. down philosophy. Great answer. Uh, I appreciate you telling your story and reaffirming my own convictions to manage my mental health problems. Yeah, go for it. Um, 
mental health is such an important thing. And without it, if, if you're not, if, you, if mentally you're not there, then how can you be there with Krishna? Right. How can you be there with Radha? How can you be there with your deities if mentally you're everywhere else? Like, sure. we're not the gopis. We're not like Krishna. We're not able to expand all these, like, no, we're not, we're not that, like, smart. We're, right. we're, we're just simple souls. So I think, you know. Right. When young devotees think of joining the army, what do you advise them? Don't do it. I mean, learn. I mean, I, I mean, unless you're will, unless you're willing to to, you can go two ways. You can either sacrifice your spirituality, or you can be a total. Um, yeah, you could be a total outcast. Like it's it was lonely. Like that's the thing. It was a very lonely lifestyle because like the military revolves around drinking and going to strip clubs. I mean, that's what the, the military revolves around and tattoos, you know, like if you go to any military installation, there's like exotic dancers, tattoos and bars. Like that's just how the, the towns make their money. Like the whole army revolves around this. So like for you to say, yeah, I'm not into any of this. You become an outcast. Right. And it, it becomes a very lonely life. If it wasn't for Juggernaut Puri Dom, I don't know how I wouldn't have done it for that time frame because, um, you have to be able to like be self-motivated, you know, you don't have like another devotee telling you to get up and chant or, uh, you know, that it's a codice or like all these different things. Like I would yeah. tell them not to do it. Like, why would you put yourself in that position to, to have to take a life unless, unless you're prepared to, because once you take that life, that life stays with you the rest of your life. You're never going to forget that life. Right. There's a, there's a kind of follow-up question from another devotee. As a parent of boys, I like the idea of military providing them with discipline and strength, but I worry about the frequency of assault, substance abuse, and suicide in the military. Is there a balanced way to consider a career in the military? No. They're, they're, like you, you, you're, you put your kids in the military, one, you have to be prepared for them never coming back. Mm. Right? Like I didn't join the military out of out of out of duty or a sense of patriotism. Like I was forced into the military. Like I came home from school and there was a military recruiter sitting at my table. I was 17 years old and my dad signed me up without my permission. Wow. And forced me into the army. And um with all the respect and discipline and all the things I learned. Uh, like I came out of there completely unbalanced and probably worse off than if I just like, you know, would have just uh, sat at the bar and drank all the time or, you know, whatever I was getting into. Um, but so, no, I don't think you, you have to be willing. Yeah, they may get disciplined, but you, they, they, but it's there's the other side of, of them losing their minds or them never coming back again. And as a parent, are you prepared to to accept that responsibility of if my kid dies and it's because I suggested they do this, are you willing to to live with that? To me, it, the reward is, is is not worth the risk. Right. I mean, that's my honest answer from somebody who did 15 and a half years. Like, that's my honest answer. Like, again, I was lucky. I was a senior ranking. So like, nobody could tell me what to do. Like I was in charge. So like, yeah. if I wanted, if I wanted to, to, to do puja, guess what? I was doing puja. If I wanted to, like, yeah. if I wanted to chant my rounds, guess what? I was going to chant my rounds, but like, 
private snuffy is going to be, they're going to say, no, man, like you need to go and do this. You need to go do that. I don't care about your, your, your spirituality. That's not our concern. Yeah. Like that's on your own time. So it's a hard life and mm. it's not meant, I don't think it's meant for devotees. Devotees are cupcakes. Yes. Uh, it's so nice to hear Partha is doing better. Okay. Uh, another person says, I served in West Bank Israeli army more than a decade ago. And it seems that every year since then, I have more and more things to digest, deal with from that experience. I'm touched by Partha Sarathi's feeling of responsibility to heal and feel encouraged to heal myself. Thank you. Yeah, dude, heal. Like heal. Get my contact information from Namras. And if you ever need to talk about or about something or whatever, um, yeah. reach out. Like, I'm not a mean, I'm not like a, a, a guy that's like, I don't want to talk to anybody, but again, um, I, I can understand that feeling of, of, of you go from like one, a lifestyle that's, that's fought, that's based in death. And then you put, and you and so many feelings go with that when you leave, like you start to feel like all your friends that die, like, why did they die? And you're still here. You have that survivor's guilt. You have all these, all these things. So yeah, yeah. heal yourself. And in the, in turn, by healing yourself, you, you'll, you'll come closer to Krishna. Like it's just natural. Once you become happy with yourself, you become more happy with Krishna. Mm. Pastoral, pastoral confidentiality and compassion with trained mentors in ISKCON, like the sacrament of confession in the church. I guess they're saying we should have that. I think that's what that comment is saying. Um, sure. Uh, Nityananda Chandra says, Yo, Partha, great to see you here. Hey, another one of my old god brothers. I remember, uh, Nityananda is another guy, he's like staying the course, you know, he's like yeah, a big guy, guy, a big guy in, in Dallas, and uh, you know, doing a lot of wonderful things, a wonderful wife, and kids. And, and yeah, I have nothing but great things to say about him. He's like a, an amazing devotee, like, you should move to Dallas and go and uh. And, and wash his feet or whatever people do nowadays. <laughs> Hi, Krishna. I really appreciate the honest insights. Thank you for sharing from your heart, Prabhu Jai Narasimha. Uh, very eloquent and well put together. So much wisdom coming from true sincerity. Um, do you know who Bhaktaratna Sadhu Swami is? I've read some books from him. I mean, I know who he is. I've, uh, you know, I, I read books, you know, I read books. Uh, but yeah, I know who I know who he is. I've I've heard the name. I have no like interaction with him or, you know, you know, I everybody nowadays. I just keep a respectful distance from everyone. Kind of a random question, though. Yeah, but random is fun. I like random. <laughs> OK, uh, this Mataji says no pressure. Partha, love you that I think she was the one who told how to. Um, Bhakti Priya is another one. When I traveled through Latin America, Bhakti Priya and her husband took such good care of me. And I was so grateful that I got, they even came to my house in Portland to visit us with our crazy dog that almost, that tried to bite him or something like, like devotees are so amazing how they, 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 they seem to ignore all the bad qualities and just focus on the good qualities of people. Mm. Sarup Shakti says, Hare Krishna Prabhu, how has fatherhood changed you or transformed you? Look, I went from commanding men in combat to nobody listening to me, right? Like, <laughs> like, I love it. Like, I like. I went to war, man. I've seen some stuff, but nothing prepared me for a birthday party with six-year-old girls. Like, that was like stuff to get me PTSD from. Oh my goodness! No, I think, 
I think fatherhood has changed me a lot. I mean, I have two kids. I have a son. He lives in Germany. And I have uh, uh, my daughter, Neela, who is like the... Uh, it's just an amazing kid, but she is... Fatherhood has made me a, a bit soft, where I, I'm a lot more sensitive to the needs of others because I have to deal with such a little human. And I can't just like, you know, give her, you know, get heavy with her because it just doesn't work. She doesn't listen at all anyway. So, uh, but no, fatherhood has given me a, 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 it's given me a great respect for what women do. Uh, because Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, like it, it gives it gave it gives me such a huge amount of respect for what moms do, and and for me personally, it, it's helped me grow because um, because of uh, of now I'm forced to uh, teach my daughter about Krishna consciousness in a way that I feel is sustainable for her. Right. Not like a forced. Like I was telling you, my daughter cannot stand Krishna. She doesn't like Jagannath, but Subhadra. That's her everything. <laughs> it's so no, really. cute. Like, Subhadra is her everything. She doesn't like boys. She's six years old. She says they're icky. She doesn't like them. She hates boys. But Subhadra is a girl. And Radharani is a girl. So um, it's forced me to reevaluate how I would introduce Krishna consciousness or, or Gaudiya Vaishnavism to my child in a way that comes natural and not forced you know there's nothing worse than than you know a child that grows up in the movement that later on feels zero connection with the movement because of being forced to do all these things like forced to take their rounds forced to go to mangalarati forced 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 and then it's you can't for you can't force love so yeah. it becomes a relationship devoid of love it just becomes a relationship of forced affection which is abusive it's right. toxic it becomes a, to a toxic relationship so that's how uh, I view fatherhood now. It's changed me and it's, it's made me a cream puff. I'm like a very like easygoing guy nowadays. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Uh, Grace Note 108 says, what's your favorite Krishna Leela pastime or any pastime from other avatars? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I how to, how to approach this. I mean, I like nowadays I used to read a lot of books. Like I, 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 you know, uh, Prabhupada's books, I read like uh, uh, Vilapa Manjali from Ananta Das Baba and like all different books from all different um, uh, um, groups. And I have to say nowadays, the only thing I read is Chaitanya Charitamrita. Not because I'm attracted to Lord Chaitanya. I just think like, like Jagai and Madhai have nothing on me, right? Like, like the qualification in Kali Yuga is to be fallen and I got that covered. Right, like <laughs> the qualification in college. I love that. Yeah, the college qualification is to be a screw up. I got that covered. So my favorite pastimes is really like if you, you know, like, I mean, I do. I like the Leela. I like the 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 um uh, um the Kunj pastimes of of Yugaloki Shore, and and I like the very esoteric. Um, you know, that's like Radharasa Sudaniti and and these other books. But I feel that I relate more to the pastimes Mahaprabhu, specifically like uh, uh, where Mahaprabhu slaps people down, because that's like me. So I'm like, yeah, he's just slapping me down. Wow, uh, beautiful. So while I have read and I have affection for all these like very high pastimes, and and I feel that uh, uh, 
my only chance is like Mahaprabhu. So, um, and Nityananda and, you know, uh, I love the pastimes of like right now I'm reading about, uh, Ramananda Roy and about how, uh, about him, about, you know, him, how, how he interacts with the, the ladies and, and, you know, Prabhupada's going into the purports. And I find this, uh, so fascinating because on a, on external, if I walked upon that, I'd be like, yo, homie, I think we need to go see the temple president. Like something's up here. Right. But like, I don't have that spiritual vision, but the, 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 the fact how Prabhupada very eloquently explains everything, uh, that's currently my favorite pastime. Wow. Beautiful. Chaitanya Chaitamrita. Wonderful. Um, okay. You seem to have a lot of compassion. That's true. I agree with you. Um, I know very well that it's very difficult to find a devotee to really talk to. The Bhakti Recovery Group is a brilliant place to deal with personal issues, for example, these days. I'm not aware of the Bhakti Recovery Group, but if you could uh, give us more information about that, it would be great. Uh, yeah, it sounds like something up your alley, Namras, that you could promote. <laughs> like, like I'm, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, it, again, if the whole idea of treatment, which also this spiritual treatment, is able to... Um, to trust the people that you're talking with. Yeah. Like that's the, that's the key. Without that trust, you don't get anything from it. You, you it's just like you're just kind of going through the motions. So, I'm glad that they have something like that. That's very nice. Yeah. Jagannathpuri Dam says, "Can you talk about Bhakta Blunder?" Oh god, no, we can't go into Bhakta Blunder. Okay. Bhakta No, Bhakta Blunder was a, we made a devotee in in, in Olympia, me and Jagannathpuri Dam, and it was just like the it was just one of the funniest people we've ever met. And it was, it became like a sitcom basically. Like we came up with like a whole sitcom based off of this guy because it was just like comical, the stuff he would do. But uh, no, that's, I, I think that'll be, I think that's something me and you will keep to ourselves to the day we die. Juggernaut 40 dog. <laughs> Thanks for being vulnerable by sharing with us and also for respecting your own boundaries by knowing what is good for you or not. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. Oh, here's a, here's a really cool comment by Ram Roy Prabhu. Hare Krishna Partha Prabhu. Basically, we met briefly about 18 years ago in Boston. I remember going on a camping retreat with you and Chaitanya Bhagavat and other Boston devotees. I'm happy to see you and hear you today. You've made wonderful, inspiring advancement. You're a beautiful, truthful devotee of heart. I hope we can meet again one day. That's so nice. I mean, I mean, come on like this. I mean, Ram Prabhu is just like one of the the most steadfast. If anybody has faith in a holy name, it's it's that it's him. Yes, it is. Right? Like, I mean, I mean, to just leave India, leave the twenty four hour kirtan, and then have so much faith in 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 a belief, mm. and then create. It's easy to like walk into facility, but to create facility that takes a whole another level of of character. Again, like I said, hardship doesn't create character; it reveals character. And 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 a devotee like this that 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 goes out and, and creates his facility. And, and trust me, I follow, I follow what you're doing on Instagram. It's not that I, I, I'm totally oblivious to everything. I, I, I love it. Um, but like, this is like where character shows when you can create something from nothing. Yes. I think they're going on almost 10 years now of, yeah. Of daily Harinam Sankirtan in New York. It's amazing. It's amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, I'm just going to skip around here because we are coming to the end. Uh, here's a question. I assume your military training lends itself well to practicing sadhana bhakti. Do you value your time in the forces as something that has made you stronger, mature, and responsible spiritually? Or is it solely something you need to heal from? That's a very good question. <laughs> I, 
I think I think the part that translates over is that I'm too stupid to stop. Like I, like I don't I don't know this concept of of of, of quitting. Mm. So like right. I I always look at everything in perpetual forward motion. Like you always have to move forward. It's you have to move. Either you can move backwards or forwards, but you can't stay stagnant. Complacency kills. And things like this that I've learned in the military translate, I think, over because it's not that I'm like this devotee getting up at 2 a.m. and like doing all these things, but I'm still a devotee. And that'll never change. Like that'll that'll yeah. never that'll never stop. And I think that comes from from all these experiences that I've I've went through and I've gone for, gone through and, and, and to going to hell and back. Uh, yeah. have given me confidence that that I can do whatever I put my mind to. And again, with the time, it's like, yeah, I value my time. I don't want my time wasted. I don't have time for BS. I just like, I have enough stuff to do where I, I don't have time to, 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 to worry about this or worry about that or worry about an institution or worry about what devotee A is doing. Like I'm just focused on me and my family and my dog and my, and, and my life and um, anything outside of that, of course, with close friends and stuff like that. But I would say the military training kind of, it gave me this, this, this idea of, um, of just pushing forward because there is no quit. There is no surrender. There is no, it's right. just pushing forward. Fantastic. Forward, 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 forward. I love it. I love it. I'm so inspired by that. I always say this to devotees like who are listening. Like when I interview someone who I really am inspired by and they kind of kind of like I kind of extract parts that I really like and I that really inspire me personally. I get so much out of these interviews. I mean, I've known you for so many years, but I think I've heard a lot of things that I haven't heard you say before. And and it's really f personally inspiring to me. So thank you for that. Thank you, Noam. <laughs> I love you. Okay. Um, wow. My husband went to German army for over 12 years and went to Afghanistan and Mali, but luckily it wasn't that intense. I'm very happy for Prabhu that you're doing better. Um, okay. It looks like, okay. Um, the Bhakti recovery group is actually a part of the wisdom of the sages that uh, Raghunath Prabhu and Kastuba Prabhu are doing. So if, if, if you're interested in that, if you're listening, uh, check that out on their Patreon page. Uh, I guess you can Google it, Wisdom of the Sages Patreon page, and you can see it there. But that's all the questions we have, uh, um, Partha. Uh, do you have any concluding statements, something to, to you know, for our listeners to leave with? Yeah, it's a find to develop honesty in your Krishna consciousness. I mean, yeah. it sounds like kind of cliche. Yeah. But, like, it's such a necessary part of it. It means – but it means owning – your past screw-ups and it means owning all the garbage you've done in the past. It means taking responsibility for what you've done, which is not something in Kali Yuga people want to do. You know, uh, like, I think that would be my biggest, my biggest takeaway for people would be that honesty is, is the basis of Krishna consciousness. And as somebody who's struggled with honesty over the years as a means of coping and protection, um, it's scary. It's scary to put yourself out there for somebody because of that idea of rejection or that idea of you're letting people into the deepest, darkest, you know, bowels of your, of your heart. Uh, 
was actually necessary to to advance whether it's spiritually or just as a human being like you got to like honesty and and while i may have said some like strange things tonight probably said quite a few strange things uh, no. but like the one thing i i do feel is that i'm honest now and yeah. i think that from that piece of from from that position of honesty i feel happier than i i ever have happier wow. than when i was traveling the world happier than when i was like hanging out with the with the sunyasis happier than when i was giving classes or in, giving class in vrindavan or this place or that place yeah i feel happier and more satisfied now in my krishna consciousness knowing that i have nothing to hide and knowing that i've taken responsibility for the bad things i've done yeah wow that's phenomenal right is that's there any more questions it's like, look, I only appear once every yuga. So, you know. <laughs> I love I love what you said about you're the happiest you've ever been because of your honesty. And I think that's I think that says so much about you as a person. I I am so inspired by by you and your discipline and then your and how you struggled that came out the other side like this like um, devote real a real devotee and this is and you do things and you do things because you want to do them not because you're forced to do them or you're obliged to do them but you're doing you like i love that you're doing you and that makes me so happy and i'm and i'm so glad you're healthier and uh and i just feel happy talking to you partha i, I really appreciate it yeah if anybody ever gets in a dark spot just you know send up a, a smoke signal like uh it, it, it's it, it, it's very, you can get, we get into dark spots as human, as human beings. We get into really dark spots where we feel that there's like, we're digging a ditch and now we're all the way in the bottom of the ditch and there's no way we can climb out of that ditch. And it ends. There's a, there's, there's a story I was told in, in my, in my treatment because I was with a bunch of crazy people like me in an army, like, hospital for like 90 days it wasn't 90 days it felt like eternity but it was like uh and it said like you fall into a ditch and the ditch was like you know depression suicide dark places and then everybody walks by and everybody says just climb out of the ditch just you know uh uh, uh just build yourself a ladder yeah. just uh uh, uh um all these different things and then somebody comes and somebody says oh i'll go find help for you and they never find help and then somebody comes and jumps in a ditch and that guy and that person says to the, the, the guy's like now we're both stuck in a ditch like what the hell's wrong with you like why would you jump in a ditch and he's like yeah because i've already been in this ditch and i've gotten out of this ditch and i'm here to help you get out of the ditch wow fantastic so like Oof. These dark places, the dark places, these dark places, everybody goes through them. If you say you've never gone through a dark place, I don't trust you. No. Yeah. It's, it's just human nature to, to dwell on the past. And, and, but if anything, I tell people, find that one devotee that you can just share with, that you can develop real loving exchanges. Like Sastra says, loving exchanges, deep loving, you know, we read the Chaitanya Charitamrita and it's not like, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was like, come here, bak the snuffy and come jump into the into the into my inner circle. And that's how we have to approach things. 
mm. by taking people into our inner circle that we feel that we can reveal ourselves to and not have to worry. So awesome. Awesome. So if you'd like to get in touch with Parta, he's on Instagram uh, at slower than you crew. You can yeah, find but you're not going to get any. I mean, there should be a disclaimer. You're going to find very little about Krishna because again, I keep everything so private nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Um, but once in a while I'll throw something up just for like, you know, just for giggles. Right. Um, right. But, but if they, if you want to show some appreciation to Partha, give him a DM there at, on Instagram. Slide into those DMs. <laughs> well, anyways, Partha, thank you so much. I, I am so inspired and I'm so happy that I got to speak to you after such a long time. And How's Damodar? He's good. How's my Damodar, Sheila? He's good? Oh, yes, yes, yes. We, we'll talk about that afterward. I traded for a, for a pack of donuts. <laughs> uh, so, so, um... Next week we have a you know we have a podcast every week. This is the late morning program. I'm trying to do 100 episodes by the end of uh, this year. So please uh, check out my website, uh, my Facebook page, my Instagram. Uh, share this podcast with your friends on Facebook and tell them about it. www.latemorning.show. Again, Parthasarthi, thank you so much for joining. Stay on. I'm going to turn the live off, but um, stay on. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Hi, Krishna. Hi, Bull. Hare Krishna Hare